0: Here we go with Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry, legislative bureau chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy
1: Monday. Let me turn your mic on is here mic for on? you. My mic on. There we go. There we go. We, week start, off. we always start Mondays this way with the mic off.
0: <laughs> no, we don't. Come on
1: now. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about
0: um, Surrey policing aftermath. How can here. we not? Yeah, I mean the the non decision here. I mean, is this not just a bigger bigger mess than ever now? When they, why, didn't he get, why didn't this guy just put his foot down and say look it's go, this is the way it's going to be why did he do just a recommendation
1: my understanding is they got the ministry got legal advice that that even though the police acts um, uh, section two of this, or part two of the police act does prescribe pretty broad powers to the minister their legal advice was they could not order an option uh, on the municipality it couldn't be either or so they had to frame it with some carrots and sticks. So the stick is you can go back to RCMP, but you have to have certain staffing levels and you cannot take staff from other jurisdictions. Right. So that's a big, that's basically an impossible hurdle for the That's RCMP. not what the
0: RCMP say though, right?
1: Well, that's what they're saying. But the report is, even though it's heavily redacted, it's page after page of evidence that the RCMP is not backing up their assertions that they can staff this. They refer to anecdotal Information from the RCMP rather than hardcore yeah. numbers, but we'll see. I mean, that's what Brandon Lock wants to do, and we'll see if the RCMP can do that. But they cannot take resources from other jurisdictions, so I'm not sure where they find within Surrey and new mm-hmm. recruits 167 people. But the carrots, as you've pointed out, are 30 million a year for transition costs, yeah. and then avoid paying the 72 million dollars that would you have to the Surrey would have to pay. Um for severance cost if you were to disband the Surrey police service. Yeah. So there's you know, two hundred and twenty two million carats yeah. and a couple sticks. Yeah. And we'll see which way it goes.
0: So that's a big pile of money that he's put on the table here. And I wonder if and you made this point earlier and I thought it was a really good one, was will Brenda Locke and her council remain firm here and say mm-hmm. we're going to keep the RCMP no matter what when they've got this big mountain of money on the table? Like it only she has a very small majority on that council, right?
1: Five four split.
0: We're all right. So, if what what if one of her people flips on this and says, "Look, you know, if well, also just to protect taxpayers, we got to take this money."
1: Doug Alford, who's a councilor who's a, opposed to going back to the RCMP, has speculated that he says, "Watch, you know, this isn't over yet. Keep an eye on what's going to happen." It's suggesting that perhaps one councilor will flip on this. Yeah. Now, it would have to be at a vote. Yeah. I'm not, there's no. I'm not sure how Surrey um, council works, but there'd have to be a motion or something. I'm not sure how that gets on the on the floor. Okay,
0: we're going to watch this one closely. Now, Brenda Locke, what about this issue now, though, of other mayors in the region saying, hang on, hang on a sec, what's with all this money and this, this sweet deal for Surrey? Hey, we want some money too. So Brenda Locke made this point as well, that she's heard from these other mayors who are saying they're looking mm-hmm. at us getting this deal. Well, let's listen to what she has to say herself here. So here's Brenda Locke, the mayor of
2: Surrey.
1: a number of uh, mayors and other councillors that are now calling me and saying, uh, we want the me too. Like, if they're throwing around money to uh, local government, uh, we would like some over here.
0: Okay, and I spoke to one of the mayors, uh, yeah. Eric Woodward, the mayor of the town, Langley Township, on the show this morning. I know you heard that, where he, he was making the same point, saying, like, hey, we'd like some money over here. Well,
1: they just, I mean, it, it's an interesting argument, but I have to kind of challenge the mayors on this. They just got a billion dollars out of nowhere. Like, this was unprecedented, a billion-dollar fund for municipalities.
0: This was out of the budget surplus. Yeah. So they had this leftover money they divvied up yeah, with so all the municipalities. Burnaby
1: got $27 million. Surrey got $90 million. Yeah. So... Um, and the mayor and the township of Langley,
0: I was surprised when the mayor told me, he got $24, million 24 million. bucks.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard any mayors on the record uh, squawk about this, because they know they're just about to cash... Checks for twenty million dollars, or or uh, upwards of twenty million for many municipalities in Metro Vancouver. It's based on their population growth yeah. and their population base. So Burnaby's yeah. twenty seven million, uh, Langley Township twenty four million, Surrey ninety million dollars. Again, this is one time funding out of the blue. So, I, so I, I'd be surprised if you see a lot of mayors actually come out publicly and denounce this deal because they're getting a lot of money uh, that they normally wouldn't have.
0: Okay, and you know he made the point well, we'd like to have this money too but do you think that that will does the province care about this like wh- no. where where does farnworth what's going through farnworth's head here right now in this thing the way this is unfolded do you think
2: well are i they, think are it, they
0: happy the way this is rolled out i can't well it's
1: it's uh... I think they were taken off guard by Brenda Locke's reaction, which was very negative, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but they're hoping to have a sit down, and very which, personal,
0: by the way, oh, going yeah, after pers- farm- yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So um, that's colored things a bit, but I think they're trying to have a sit down meeting with council. I think the government's probably hoping, as they said, when they have a sit down meeting, go through the report line by line, it causes at least one of the councilors to rethink their position and say, you know what? what, $150 million plus avoiding the severance costs. I think I'll take that.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder if they've painted Brenda Locke into a corner here. I think and this have. may be an offer they can't refuse. I
1: think they put, her, <laughs> I put, think they put this, the council in a straitjacket, yeah. and it's hard to fight when you're in a straitjacket. But, you know, she insists that she is going to fight this. I think what other mayors are more interested in right now um, is what the implications this has potentially on other changes to policing in Metro Vancouver. You've got a number of other uh, municipalities have their own municipal police forces, but some have RCMP as well. Alberta is a bit about to, or ab- thinking of abandoning the RCMP and go to Alberta police services. Mm. Uh, you've got the damning report out of Nova Scotia on the RCMP saying it's a broken institution. It's a broken culture. And I just wonder if other mayors are watching what's going on in Surrey saying, hmm, are we going to go to regional policing?
0: Well, Mayor Brad West in Port Coquitlam just told me a few minutes ago that he thinks they should go to a regional police force in Metro Vancouver, which, you know, a lot of people have said that makes a lot of sense, but politically it's been impossible to pull well, off. Here. This
1: this would be the biggest um, momentum uh, that would occur on this file if the RCMP were to actually leave Surrey. Right. If that goes yeah. to a, a Surrey police force, that's the second largest. So you'd have the two largest cities, in BC, with their own municipal police forces, right. Vancouver Police and Surrey Police, yeah, and I think that would put enormous pressure on on other councils to shift to a regional and municipal police force. Yeah,
0: that's very interesting. Okay, let's talk about the uh, the federal public sector strike here. So they've got a deal, not for the CRA workers not are tax. still out. Yeah, you know, if
1: you're expecting a tax refund, you're still gonna have to wait.
0: Right. So let's listen on that point here. Here's Global News reporter Marianne Demain.
2: If you are filing your taxes and you still have to do it, the CRA says if you are filing it by paper, do expect some delays. If you are filing it electronically, largely there will not be any delays. It would be um, processed automatically and quickly. But uh, keep in mind, May 1st today is still the deadline and you still have to file your taxes by today. And-
0: Okay, you still have to file your taxes. You all still right. have to file your
1: taxes, and, and she's right about the electronic filing. I, I know uh, people who have already received the refunds because they file electronically. If you file by paper, it's because literally you need human beings to process that paper, they're still on strike. They're looking for a much significant, heftier wage hike than the rest of the public sector. They're wow. looking for north of 20%, oh, okay. over, I think 22% over three years. I think the union settled for 12%, 12.5% over three years, but the, the Canadian Revenue Agency component is still out there.
0: What did you think of the deal? So most of these workers now at the Public Sector Alliance of Canada, they've settled for 12.6% over four years and also a one-time 2, a one time payment, $2,500. Yeah. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, not out of line with what uh, BC is doing, for example. I mean, yeah. the nurses in BC just settled for 12 to 15% over three years, 12% and then potentially another three for cost of living. Uh, over three, and some more money to put in the system to uh, address uh, nurse-patient ratios. So it's not out of line with, with, certainly with what B.C.'s public sector is settling for. And this signing
0: bonus, I guess, is good for workers who've been out on a picket line making strike pay for the last couple of weeks.
1: So. Yeah, $75 a day strike pay, although there was a report in the Globe and Mail that they were actually weren't being docked pay. Well, like, yeah, that's Because right. of the pay system, their, their checks were still coming in. They were still getting paid, even though yeah. they're on strike. Which, is, yeah. uh, which actually made me surprised when they settled. Because, I mean, if you're still <laughs> getting paid to walk a picket line, full wages, there's what? not much motivation to settle. <laughs> Why <not stay>?
0: Well, <laughs> hopefully at some point they would have stopped paying them.
1: Yeah, well, you'd think, um, but they've got the, the controversial federal um, pay system. Yeah, right. The Phoenix system, which yeah. has been fraught with. Difficulty since day one.
0: Okay, real quickly, the Alberta election. Now, this is fascinating to me. So, you got Danielle Smith, the United Conservative Party, running for re election here, Rachel Notley in the NDP. Boy, this is a close, close fight here. Now, have have a listen to this here, because this is interesting. In the city of Calgary, they've got this dispute over a new Calgary arena for the Calgary Flames. And Daniel Smith, the premier, said she's gung-ho for this deal. Rachel Notley criticizing the arena deal for a new NHL hockey arena in Calgary. Could this be a divisive issue in this critical swing city here in this Alberta election? So let's listen to the two of them here, then I'll get your thoughts. So you'll hear, this is uh, Daniel Smith and Rachel Notley here. Let's listen.
2: I think it's disrespectful to voters for Daniel Smith to try to make this an election issue for Albertans at the same time that she's working to hide the details of the deal. I'm just hoping that all of the political parties do end up supporting it, so that it can go ahead. But people will know that if the
0: UCP gets reelected, absolutely, this uh, this deal is, it, is it's going to be a done deal. Okay, this is interesting. Now you got like hockey rink politics here. Really, now
1: I think it's risky for Rachel Notley on this one because the election. Most observers agree the election is going to be decided in Calgary. Yeah, that's right. The NDP yeah. owns Edmonton. Yeah, uh, for the first time, they're showing significant strength in the suburbs of Calgary. But that could become undone if yeah. this becomes the arena election. Yeah. And the NDP, you know, it's, it's the type of party that historically opposes big projects. Yeah. Remember in in, um, in BC here, the NDP opposed Expo 86. Yeah. Now they supported the Olympics. Glenn Clark's the guy who got the Olympics going in, yeah. uh, in BC. But that was sort of the exception. And I was taken aback by Notley. Now, it, it, a lot of critics have pointed out this arena deal is we got lots of criticism that there's too much exposure for for the public and on there's this. a lot of secrecy around it too. And, and there's a lot said. of secrecy yeah. but just to, to go out at the beginning of the campaign when you know Calgary is hockey mad yeah. and Calgary Flames own that town and to suddenly oppose the arena you know, even there might be good reason for it. It's not an issue I would talk about much about if I was racial.
0: Knowledge. Well, especially in such a close election. I wonder if she might do a little flip-flop here and say, I well, I,
1: su- I support it, the deal. I wonder if the, her position is going to evolve. It. Because I, yeah. I was, sat down with some NDP uh, ministers and staff last week and pointed out that Notley opposed this. And they were like, what? Mm. Like, not the, Not necessarily the smartest message to take into the opening of a campaign.
0: Okay. That's going to be a really fascinating we'll election. We'll be talking there. about it lots, I bet. Yeah, I months. think so. That's going to be really interesting to watch. Okay, it's Baldry's beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here, Mike and Vernon. Hi, Mike.
2: Good morning, guys. Go ahead. Um, so the uh, the money that's being offered by Farnsworth, 150 million dollars, should not be linked in any way by anybody to the money that was the one time payment that came out of that budget surplus. Mm-hmm. Two completely different things. You got to remember, Surrey got 90 million dollars. I know you've talked about that, and now they're being offered 150 million. But you know what? I look at it from my point of view in Vernon. Okay, we got our portion of that, that uh, budgetary windfall, but that got used for infrastructure and stuff. RCM, or the Siri is going to get a bunch of money for policing to improve their policing. Well, we are constantly short-staffed up here, and we have a, we have a police um, building that is just antiquated and needs to be replaced. Well, where's our help? You know, you can't tie the two together. They're separate. Everybody got that amount of money. So anybody saying, well, and Farnsworth especially saying, well, you got, you got your your ninety million, or you got your twenty-five million, or whatever it is, is not comparable to the hundred and fifty he's offering, sir.
0: Good call, Mike. Thank you. What do you think
2: about? Yeah, so
1: you're gonna you're gonna hear that I think from from place to place. But it'll be interesting how many mayors go on the record and condemn this because they're getting access to money they've never had access before, but you're, yeah. you're going to see definitely some, but they are saying, two separate issues. Right? They are separate. Uh, this is a, this is a transitioning from a police force to a completely different police force. This is 30 million a year to cover the transition costs. So well,
0: the other thing is why should the taxpayers of BC as a whole pay for Surrey's police transition? Like, well, that's
1: that, that's a separate question. That's and that's a perfectly valid one. Yeah. You know. I. M- m- but is that the is that the only way out of this mess? Well, I guess what so. a mess it, it's been created. But also, the precedent has been set. if any other municipality wants to transition to yeah. a different police force, right? They should be entitled to transition well, costs. Yeah. And so, you had Brad Weston, the mayor of Poco, talking yeah. about a regional police uh, force. Well, if Poco shifts from the RCMP to a municipal or regional police force, they're going to be entitled to some money.
0: Well, sure, the precedent has been set, right? Okay, let's go to Greg in New West. Hi, Greg, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that Farnsworth is saying that they're criticizing the RCMP for pulling people from all over the province and understaffing all the other agencies. But what do we think that Surrey PD is going to do? They're going to pull Mm -hmm. from all the other municipal agencies. They have been doing that for years, and they're going to continue and completely destabilize policing in the GVRD. That's all I was going
1: to say. Yeah, perfectly valid point. And that that's one of the criticisms of the Surrey Police service that there's no there's no winning answer here for going either route. You're going to deplete police forces in other jurisdictions whether it's RCMP or Surrey Police.
0: Yeah. So they've they've only put the conditions on the RCMP. Yeah. Right, that you're not allowed to poach from other RCMP detachment, but it's okay for the Surrey Police Service to do it. That's, that's not, I think they're I fair? think
1: they're betting that the Surrey Police Service will largely take Surrey RCMP. Okay, just a shift within the municipal boundaries. Right. But I think we've already had a couple mayors on the record saying they are losing officers to Surrey Police sure. Service. Sure,
0: and there were complaints that the Surrey Police Service had hired a bunch of transit police. Yep. for example. So,
1: Anna in
0: Surrey, hi, Anna. You got thirty seconds here.
2: Okay. uh, two things. First
1: thing, put it to a damn referendum and get it over and done with for wasting enough money. So if it costs money, big deal. I'm a Surrey resident. I'm just sick of this. I prefer to keep the RCMP. And I think this dangling the money in front. My big question is, okay, after this money runs
2: out, what's it going to cost us to have these new new police force? Is it going to be more than the RCMP? I mean, I'm fed up with this enough, enough referendum. Thank you.
1: Yeah, some people are still advocating for a referendum. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but. uh um, too late for that now. I would think so. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people, it was interesting. Anita Huberman, the CEO of Surrey Board of Trade, minutes after the announcement was made, put on news release really saying disappointed because yeah. she favored going back to the RCMP. But the next line was, let's just get, get going. Okay. You know, let's just get on with it.